What's up people of Earth and welcome to The Watcher. My name is David Essa and today's episode is going to be electrifying because we're talking about Shazam. Uh, the Shazam movie was uh, everything and more uh, in terms of expectations. Um, I think Zachary Levi performed just as great as I knew he was going to do. David Sandberg did just as well as I knew he was going to do with this movie. Um, <clears throat> and... What I like about this movie is directly after it's over, there's already talks of other things being greenlit, like Black Adam starts filming in 2020. Um, The screenplay writer, uh, Henry Gaiden, has already um, stated he's starting on the sequel for Shazam 2. Um, Henry Cavill, I would hope, releases a statement soon after he watches the movie. I'm pretty sure he's watched it already. I don't know what his initial thoughts are, but mine are this. Shazam is way more complex than Big With Superheroes. It was marketed as Big With Superheroes and a lot of people thought, am I wasting my time going to watch this movie? Um, you know, a lot of people, when they saw Zach and Levi get cast, they pulled away. They're like, they're going to make Chuck a superhero. But it was all these things, all the things that had you, uh, all the things that had you questioning the, the uh, ability of the actors, directors, writers, everyone involved in the movie were the things that made this movie so unique and brilliant. Zachary Levi's ability to be a 12-year-old boy in, in a 30-year-old's body is undeniable, undeniably solid. And he, he brings the character of Billy Batson to life in a way that I don't think any other actor could. Um, and that's um, purely based off the fact that he, uh, he, he, he is the role. I think there's no other actor more um, qualified to be this particular superhero than Zachary Levi. Um, Also, I mean, Mark Strong, Asher Angle, uh, they they are fantastic. I think those those young men, they deserve a tip of the cap. They've definitely given us two iconic characters. From, from comic books that we've uh, and that I've fallen in love with over the years um, Asher Angle did a brilliant job as uh, a young bully and he, he crushed it I mean if we're talking about just him so let's go with Asher Angle um, the movie opens with him uh, so we well actually that's not true the movie opens with uh, <clears throat> the younger version of Mark Strong's character, Dr. Savannah. And he's in a car, he's shaking a magic eight ball, and uh, his dad and his brother are being assholes. It's basically just an example of bad parenting uh, and, and, and how to be a shitty sibling uh, in, in the opening scenes of Shazam. Uh, anyway, long story short, Dr. Savannah's character, Mark Strong, I mean, sorry, Mark Strong, Dr. Savannah, he gets taken in by the wizard Shazam. 
and uh, he Shazam gives him the whole speech. I am the great wizard. Uh, the, the thrones of my brothers and sisters sit empty. Uh, if you can resist the temptations of the seven deadly sins, you will be granted my power. However, he does not resist temptation of the seven deadly sins. He damn near gets sucked in by the seven deadly sins. Shazam decides he's not worthy. Sends him back into the car with his dad and his brother. Uh, his uh, sort of disappointment in not being worthy uh, causes a car accident, I guess, because his dad turns around to like you know shout at him, and um, in the process, his dad loses his legs. So all of that happens to our antagonist. So basically, you get the. Uh, it's very much like. Um, the antagonist gets the the first. It, he gets the initial reaction from the audience because we see his story first. We see his character and his arc way before we see Shazam. Um, when because Shazam's really only comes in in like the third act, um, whereas Doctor Savannah has his character arc first twenty minutes of the movie, which is awesome. I always I always like a strong character driven film. It's it's always great to know who the people in the film are and why they why they do what they do and why they say what they say. It's always important to know, especially when it's an antagonist. It's always good to know what his or her um, I guess goals are and their um, their initial plans. So it's always great to have um, a clear idea of who and what your antagonist is after and um, how and why they want it, you know, so on and so forth. Um, they answer all those questions early. The wizard Shazam is played by uh, Jimon Huson, who is amazing. That dude's done, I think, he's been in some of the best movies. Um, he was in Captain Marvel. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he was in... Uh, he was an Aquaman. He was the Fisherman King. It was so weird. Yeah, the Fisherman King and the Wizard Shazam are the same person in the DCEU. Um, even though he died as the Fisherman King. Spoiler alert for Aquaman. Uh, so yeah, Jumon uh, Hansu is the, um, the Wizard Shazam. Um, he brings gravitas and uh, just strength to the character in terms of his voice uh, you know the unique sound that he has uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh, lends to to the character so nicely um, my voice sounds a little weird excuse it please I've been having a bit of a throat issue um, I think it's the beginnings of a flu we still gotta get this episode up so let's get this episode up um, so then we move on from that and we get our first view of Asher Angle as Billy Batson. He's standing outside this, what, I think it was like a bodega or like a convenience store. And um, he called the cops. There was a robbery. He sends the cops inside. Um, turns out he was lying. Locked them in and used their computer in their, in their like police, in their cop car. They have like these computers and he cross-referenced a license plate. And that gave uh, the name of one Rachel Batson. Uh, so within the first five seconds of meeting our 
protagonist we already know what his 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 cause and means is he's trying to find his mother and he's running away from foster homes to do this so basically every city they send him to i think in the in the movie the city it starts in its philly uh philadelphia but um prior they uh, the social the social worker that deals with his case mentions like connecticut uh colorado california like he's been around and in each state uh, he goes to he runs away and he looks for the Rachel Batsons in that area um anyway he gets the address he gets to the house he knocks on the door um lady calls through the door and he's like i think i'm your son this this black lady opens up the door and she goes are you sure it's a funny joke but it's also sad cuz the kid's looking for his mom and and he can't find her but it was it was a good joke um anyway long story short he gets taken in by Rosa and Victor Vasquez uh basically um everything that happens in this movie is ripped straight from Jeff Johns's new 52 comic book everything from uh the villain to the secret scenes later on which I will discuss um all the way up to the family the larger like extended family uh which is awesome because the new 52 comic books is currently what's what's out so i i i appreciate that they are that dc is actually looking at their new material and saying shit we can make these into movies because they're that good um i think this is where the DCEU can start, you know, kickstarting that um that fresh take on their universe and reboot using strictly new material instead of diving deep into like the the 70s and going all the way back to like the Jeff Loeb's and the, you know, uh, uh the Bob Kane stuff. You can you can use Jeff Johns's work. You can use um uh, why am I blanking? But you can use the new 52 era creators work. uh because it's that good um and also um it opened up a passageway for i think cultural difference in 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 a sense because this family is is very different like Cooper Andrews and um Marta Milanas who play Victor Vas- Vasquez and Rosa Vasquez um are themselves orphans in the comic books and they take in this house of orphans and it starts off with Zachtelin Grazer Or Freddy, guys, we know him as Freddy Freeman. He's the one kid. Then there's Grace Fulton's character, Mary Bromfield. She's the other kid. Uh Ian Chen, it plays Eugene Choi. Um and then there's also this Darcy, who's a um wonderful, wonderful character for a little sister. And then there's Jovan uh, Armand, who's Pedro Peña. So you have this very, very wide scope of not just uh culture and ethnicity but age. Uh you know you've got Billy and Freddy that are about like 15 years old, 12 years old. Uh you know Grace Fulton's character Mary is off to college. Uh Darcy is the youngest, she's like 5. Uh Ian Chen's character is probably 7 or 8. He just plays video games all day. And then um Pedro, 
is the silent, strong type. He just chills in his room, gets Fs in algebra, and um, I love to wait. <laughs> um, but each of these characters have a unique uh, essence, and each and every one of, like, each essence that in the comic books, that's present in the comic books, is brought to screen very, very, very lovely. Like, it's brought to screen perfectly. Um, Darcy is this just energetic, full of love, warm, always ready to give you a hug type of character. Mary is very level-headed, very smart, um, you know, and very um, family-orientated. Pedro is quiet, strong, but also vulnerable. Um, You know, Freddie Freeman is this... um, He's conflicted, you know, he, 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 he has this thing inside of him that he feels people pour pity onto him because of his disability and that everything he says is, is taken in with a, a, like a pinch of pity and every reply and response he gets from people is, is one of, of, of just, you know, oh, look at the poor cripple, you know. Uh, so his character development in this movie is, is awesome. Because he, for us, is the audience surrogate. Everyone in the, in the audience is Freddie Freeman. We are watching our homeboy Billy get powers, learn his powers, use his powers, and we just there. We just have to watch it happen. Um, all of that gets capped off with a nice bow at the end, though. I will get there. Um... So I think the character development in this movie is important because uh, each and every character is given tiny little arcs. You know, they're not um, major characters in terms of plot and story, but they each have their, their own moment, their individual moment to shine. We learn something about them each time they're on screen. Um, and um, like in, in terms of the comic books, it's, it's accurate because they're using the New 52 comic book. But, like, olden day comic books, Mary was Billy's twin sister. Uh, and she became, or was it Mary Marvel? I think Mary Marvel in the comic books. And, uh, you know, the fact that they keep her integrated in the New 52 is awesome. Um, there's a lot of references to tigers in this movie, which made me very happy. Because uh, for fans of Shazam and avid readers of DC Comics... Uh, Shazam, the character, Captain Marvel, uh, Billy Batson, whatever you want to call him, had a pet tiger. Uh, Now, in the 60s and the 70s, it was weird because it was this anthropomorphized version of a talking tiger named uh, Tony. Was it Tony? Yeah. Tony the Tiger. Uh, They retconned this in, I think, the 90s when they switched over to the 70s. The seven Shazam siblings. So that was like in 95, I want to say. Either 95 or 97, between those two. Um, and uh, they made it a four legged, non talking, non speaking tiger that he found in a jungle and he made his pet. Uh, well, actually, he freed it from a circus in Vegas and he made it his pet, Tony uh, the Tiger. And um, in this movie, we kind of see how Billy ended up in the, you know, the, the, the foster system. His, uh, he was at a carnival with his 
his actual mother, Rachel Batson, and she was trying to win him a tiger uh, at this like balloon popping thing. And he kept saying, I want the tiger, I want the tiger, which was obviously the nod to the pet tiger in the comic books. And um, anyway, she didn't win the tiger that she won, like he won this like compass pen uh, that he kept with him, you know, throughout his life. This is the, kind of the last thing he had from his mother. Um, and anyway, they were walking and in the crowd, he got lost. And it shows you this... Um, this initial memory. So it shows you Billy's memory of that that moment and that afternoon and being lost and looking for his mother. And then it shows him as this 13-year-old kid who's, you know, pining after this woman um, who later on we find didn't actually want him. You know, she was 17 when she had a kid and when she lost him in the crowd, she saw him with the cops and just decided... They can take better care of him than I ever will be able to. And like when when like when that hits you in the theater when you're sitting and you see that, and then it goes back to that flashback of when he was a kid, and it shows you his mom's perspective. Your heart breaks. Like I was I was genuinely I was heartbroken. Cause that's imagine being this this kid that's for years chased after a woman who at the end of everything, didn't want you, like it hurts, and um, it's very real, and it's very, uh, it's sad, it's disheartening, but also, at the same time, Bully then realizes that his real family is, you know, is, the, is that foster home, that, that, like, you know, it's Victor, Rosa, Mary, Eugene, Pedro, uh, Darcy and Frey, that's his real family. And that's when it kicks into gear. That's when you finally see Freddy's arc, like it complete. I mean, sorry, that's when you see Billy's arc complete. And he becomes the hero he needed to be and the person he needed to be um, <clears throat> before he could res- resolve conflict. Um, I got a little ahead of myself, but I wanted to share that, that, that particular moment of the movie because I feel that it... It's it's so impactful for for not just um, someone who's a fan of the character, but for someone going to this movie fresh off the boat in terms of comic book history. Someone who's who's decided to join the comic book club and make Shazam their first movie. I'm with you. Like that scene alone makes that movie worth it for me because there's been no greater showing of um, character depth than than in Shazam. I think the fact that Billy, as a 13-year-old kid, could hear the words from his actual mother, I didn't want you, and then still persevere and be the superhero that the world needs, is everything. I think that, that shows you already why he's the one that's worthy of the wizard's powers. Um, and also, it, for, for, for just moviegoers, it's a way to connect with the character. Your pain and his pain can be the same, you know? In that scene, the emotions I felt were definitely the same emotions that 
you know, Asher Angle had to feel in that scene. And that's what makes the movie, that's what makes movies so good, is that, yes, these are fake characters, and yes, it's all based off of words on a page, but the fact that you can feel such strong emotions from one scene in a comic book movie speaks volumes to the, the level of brilliance in, in, in writing, directing, and acting of that comic book movie. Um, so for me, hands down, Shazam is so far the best DCEU movie. Um, I recommend watching it multiple times if you can and if you wish to. Um, it's really good. Um, where was I? Right, so um, when Bully initially in the beginning of the movie, when he just joins the Foster family, he's kind of distant and Freddy is obviously, you know, wanting to get in his good books and Freddy is this like super nerd. He's got uh, replica batarangs, he's got newspaper clippings of Superman and Batman and, you know, the Battle of Metropolis, the Battle of uh, Gotham. Uh, these, these are all references to Superman and Batman, Batman vs. Superman. There's references to the Justice League. There's references to Aquaman. Um, then uh, Freddy shows him this bullet with a certificate of authenticity. It's a bullet off the body of Superman. Um, and uh, Bully and, and Freddy's, uh, I think, brotherly love comes from this uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, this this linking factor of Bully is now a superhero, and Freddy is the the superhero genius. He has all the know-how, the lingo. He understands the whole thing. So when Bully becomes Shazam, the first person he goes to is Freddy, and I think that was sort of a foreshadowing moment for 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 us in the theater because. Um, the only person he had was Freddy. And when he meets his mom and his mom tells him that she didn't want him, the only person he can go back to is Freddy. So I think that whole sort of thing was just a juxtaposition of, or foreshadowing of what will come later in the film, which is awesome. I love foreshadowing. It's my favorite thing um, in, in anything, in books, comic books, movies. When there's foreshadowing, I'm happy and excited. Um, so Freddy and Billy then start working on his powers. They learn that his powers are electricity-based or lightning-based. Um, they learn he has flight, uh, super strength, uh, <laughs> bullet immunity, as they put it in the movie, which is hilarious. Uh, you know, just durability, stamina. Um, increased metabolism basically he's superman without laser vision and he's from earth that's shazam in a nutshell um for those of you that don't know the the whole history it's um the wisdom of solomon the speed of mercury i think it's the strength of hercules stamina of achilles um power of Zeus and then obviously speed of Mercury so that's that's Shazam he has um, the powers of a couple of Greek gods and uh, 
a deity, which is dope. It shows you how how strong the the, the character actually is. Um, also, he he his powers are deeply rooted in magic, which is um, <clears throat> excuse me, dope. Because magic is one of Superman's weaknesses. It's one of his uh, Achilles' heels, if if you would. Uh, I won't say excuse the pun because that pun was meant to be there. Um, so the fact that he's part of the the ancient Wizarding Council uh, is pretty awesome. And uh, spoiler alert for anyone that is new, waiting to watch the movie. I know I already spoiled a pretty big part of the movie, but uh, this is this is more. I think this is more important because. For fans of the movie that haven't seen it, fans of the character that haven't seen it, if you find this out, you'll be kind of upset with me. Um, at the end of the movie, while they're fighting Dr. Savannah and the seven deadly sins, because uh, obviously Dr. Savannah, like a good villain, finds his way back into Shazam's uh, sort of lair, as Billy and Freddy call it, and he steals the seven deadly sins' eye. And uh, he then gets all their powers and uh, Shazam or Billy realizes he needs to he needs help so he goes back to the lair he gets Shazam's staff and he brings it to siblings he puts it in the ground and he says everybody all hands on deck they all touch the staff and they all get the powers of Shazam <clears throat> so Mary Fulton uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Mary Bromfield, Eugene, uh, Freddie, goddamn Pedro, Daisy, uh, they all get the powers of Shazam, um, which is awesome because um, there's, there's some cool stuff that happens when, when they all touch the, the goddamn star. Adam Brody is in this movie he is freddy's version of shazam so how the shazam powers works is when you say the the name shazam and the magical powers flow through you you become um you you it basically it turns you into your full potential so you don't become someone else it just makes you your full potential uh in terms of physical fitness wisdom all that wonderful thing all that wonderful stuff sorry it makes you it just makes you hit your full potential so like um for Asha Angle Billy Batson he becomes Zachary Levi um Freddie becomes Adam Brody uh Faith Herman who plays Darla uh the younger sister she becomes Megan Good um Grace Fulton Mary Bromfield becomes uh, Michelle Ford which is awesome um, Ross Butler is Eugene's superhero form, and um, DJ Cartona is uh, Pedro's superhero form. So it's really cool that they have this. Um, it's it's the, the the seven the seven Shazam submates, you know, which is is it's a beautiful nod to the comic books. It's a beautiful nod to Shazam's origins from like the '60s, where it wasn't just one kid. But it was all seven of them that became Shazam in one iteration of the comic books. That was one of them. Um, and I think this movie, it strikes home that uh, 
the key sort of element is that family is everything. And whoever tells you you can't choose your family is an idiot. <laughs> because your family and your home is wherever love is. And this movie kind of, you know, ties everything up with a bow. With that sentiment and hands it to you in the most epic way. You know, with seven Shazam siblings kicking the shit out of the seven deadly sins in Dr. Savannah. So, all in all, Shazam is a must watch. Uh, for me, it's the best um, DCEU movie made so far. Um, I can't wait to watch it again. Um, and I definitely, definitely recommend uh, doing, doing what I like to call... Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's called viewing. So what you do is every time you go watch the movie... Take someone new with you and see how the movie, how they react to the movie. So like when Spider-Man came out, I watched it like six times. But each time I watched it, I watched it with a different person. And I would just watch them for that one scene that I knew was coming that they would get excited for. And I'd watch the reaction. It makes the movie going experience a lot more fun. Uh, So... Have yourselves a viewing party every time you go and watch Shazam. Go watch it with someone different. Um, if you're not a fan of comic books and you're listening to this podcast because you know me and you just want to show support, thank you. But if you want to get involved in this community and this world, this is the perfect movie to start with. It's um, it's everything you need. It's it's basically the scout's guide to becoming a superhero fan. Uh, and it's it's brilliant. So, Shazam gets all the thumbs up, 10 out of 10. It's the best DC movie made so far. Um, It incorporated Adam Brody, which is a nice touch because he was going to be the Flash in the 2007 movie version of the Justice League that never happened. Um, And I mean, it's Adam Brody, guys. He's like like a pop culture icon at this point. Uh, Um... This movie is good, it's worth a watch, and um, I highly recommend it. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, Moving on, uh, that is my review of Shazam. Uh, I hope you guys do go and watch the movie, and I hope for the people that listen that aren't particularly fans of comic books, you get into it with this movie, because this movie deserves that level of respect and... um, it's probably the best movie I could I could give you to 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 become a comic book fan. Like you know, I have lots of people ask me sometimes, you know, what comic book would you recommend for a first-time reader? It's a very difficult question because it, that's me imparting my opinions onto you, and I could tell you, okay, go read um, Batman: The Dark Knight, where I should have said maybe go read. You know, the first Green Lantern Corps, the Darkest Night trilogy. Or, you know, maybe go read the first Superman. Um, the, the comic books that the Christopher Reeve Superman movies used. It's, it's a difficult question. It's a heavy question. But with movies, it's easy. Because movies, you have this back and forth with the media and with fans, non-fans. And, uh, you know, there's constant feedback. So if anyone has to ask me what comic book movie they would want to watch for them to get into the comic book universe, I would recommend Shazam 10 times out of 10. Um, and before I close off this episode, 
I'm going to do uh, some quick news of the day. Um, for fans of the Netflix series Seven Deadly Sins, um, there's a new uh, Wrath of Gods anime which was announced. Uh, Game of Thrones final season. Uh, it's got, um, you know, it's, it's pushing and it's got its headway and there's a lot of theories circling around it. I will do a theory video on Game of Thrones next week, so look out for that. Um, Boulder Bear have now got a Pokemon section. You can go and build your own Pikachu, your own Detective Pikachu, which is dope. Um, obviously, the hype for uh, Avengers is real. Endgame is is approaching fast. Uh, Good Morning America, they released a, a slightly new, I don't want to say trailer, but it's kind of a teaser shot for a scene that we get in the trailer. It's just a longer extended version of the scene we get where uh, Thor holds his hand out and the axe comes past Captain Marvel and he's like, I like her. Um, we get a little bit of a longer longer view of that. Scarlett Johansson is looking at this hologram of the globe and she said he used the stones again and they're contemplating whether uh, they should or shouldn't go after Thanos currently. So I have a feeling that that happens in like the first 10 minutes of the movie. We see them go after Thanos and get their asses handed to them again. And um, then everyone regroups. Tony and Nebula come back to Earth. And they they get their bearings back. They realize they have to go back in time. And uh, you'll work their, work their shit out. Um, so I'm very excited uh, for Endgame. As I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast is. Um, the new Pet Cemetery is dope. My review on that will be out I think the week after next, I want to watch it one more time before I do a, a full-on review. Um, but again, thank you guys for the support. Thank you for listening. And please, please do yourselves a favor. Go watch Shazam. It's it's a revelation. It's a beautiful movie. It's uh, it's everything you'd want from from DC. I think in this the you know the the dark DC universe. Uh, this is the ray of light it needed. Um, so again, thank you guys for listening. Catch me next week, Wednesday. Same watcher channel, same watcher time. My name is Thabit Essa, and as always, keep it cool, guys.